Have you ever wondered why some of us compartmentalize our lives? Why we go to work and we own our own businesses, we are very successful in corporate America, but our personal lives are crazy. I know. Our personal relationships are, well, dysfunctional, right? I don't know about you, but I have been in professional development and adult learning and development for 22 years and thought if only people, and that's me included, could use marketplace business principles that have worked only since, what, forever? That are tested, that are tried, that are true, into our own personal relationships you know, in the other life we have after work is over, right? After five o'clock. So in today's pod class, we're going to discuss how to connect the dots between who we are at work with our personal lives. Start renewing our minds and look at ourselves as a whole person and how to apply and practice a, a business principle to our personal lives. Well, what's in it for you? Well, even adults are still trying to master adulting, right? So since we're all a work in progress, we need tools to help us master this beautiful life we have been giving. Explore a different perspective on taking better care of ourselves, our health, and even our relationships. So, hey you, welcome to the Katrill Holloway Pod Class. In today's class, we have a superhero, a powerhouse speaker. She has been a performance improvement coach, a blogger, a founder of Inspired Life. She's a wife, a mom, even an author of Purposeful Parenting. Welcome to our class, Tyra Lane Kingsland. Welcome, Ms. Tyra. Thank you for having me, Catrell. So happy to be joining you today. Absolutely. I'm mm -hmm. glad you're here with us today in our pod class. And thank you for coming in and sharing with us. I want to go in a little quick with you, if you don't mind. Ready? Can we go deep fast? Yes, okay. we can. Perfect. Um, you were a performance improvement coach and now a founder of Inspire Life, equipping people to live fully, mind, body, and spirit. How can we connect the dots of who we are at work into our personal lives so we can fully live this mind, body, and spirit life? To me, it's seamless, Catrell. It is seamless. We ought not compartmentalize who we are. I know. And how we do that is we stand on our principles. If integrity matters at work, Ooh. integrity matters at home. Okay. If communicating matters at work, then communicating ought matter at home. So that's how we do that. We live our lives based on our principles, which should be the same at work and at home. While we may utilize some different skill sets mm -hmm. at work, I may have to micromanage people. That may require, based on the team, you know, that I may have working for me, it right. may require a bit of a more hands-on approach. At home, I may not have to do that. I don't think I want to micromanage my husband. That might not mm, work out too right. well. Right. Good luck with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but if at work I'm communicative with my team, if at work I am responsive to emails, mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> then I should be the same way at home that I am at work. So when you say it's seamless, why is it that you think we cut it off at 5 o'clock? Because we think we need to employ different skills and we think we need to be different people mm. because the expectations of us at work or at home are sometimes different. Um, and then when we attach a monetary value oh, wow. to it, I think you hit something. It changes there. our approach. Yeah. So in the workplace, we can see a direct correlation between performance and pay. And at home, maybe not so much. No, that's a good point. The whole money thing. <laughs> 
it muddies the waters. <laughs> I hate it that you said that, though, because I think you're right about, you know, it's a monetary advantage mm-hmm. or benefit. Mm-hmm. But yet in our relationships <laughs> that are lifetime relationships, we should do a little better as if we were getting paid, right? Exactly. Because there, while the benefit may not be quantifiable with a dollar amount, mm. when we make deposits in our relationship banks, we definitely get a return on investment. Wow. How has that worked for you? Because I know you were in corporate a lot, and you said it was seamless for you. How, how did you remember these business principles when it, when it comes to, you know, your relationship with your husband and, you know, just your friends, your family and your loved ones, even though you're not getting paid for it? How would you speak to that audience to, to say you're not getting paid for it? It is about your principles, but how do you shift the mindset there? Well, to me, I didn't have to make the shift because when I was at work, say I was in a class mm-hmm. and years ago I took this class by Franklin Covey called What Matters Most. Mm. And in What Matters Most, you look at your values. So while I was there and those skills were going to help me to identify what mattered most in my job, I was thinking about what mattered most in my personal life. When I would go through and prioritize and say something was of most importance in A1, while it may have been a work thing on there, it would have certainly also had a personal thing on there because my work and my personal life were seamless. So for me, things that I learned on the job, skills, um, abilities, just transferred seamlessly because in my mind, I would be thinking about my friends. I would be thinking about my husband. I would be thinking about things that made me happy, things that made me sad. And it just flowed out of who I was as a person. Wow. And and what was the feedback? What was the feedback from your husband? What was the <laughs> feedback from your friends? How did that how did how did they receive that from you? I'd venture to say now in hindsight that they received it well, mm. that they could see the differences, that they could because they were the beneficiary right. of these changes that were occurring in me. Um, I know one of the standout things that resonate in my mind right now is again with another Franklin Covey class, and that was the seven habits of highly effective people. One of those seven habits is to um, seek first to understand, then to be understood. So while I was learning that on the job in the context of work and listening to my employees and listening to my customers, really I was thinking about how much I did not listen Mm. to my husband. So that's where the real practice in the play really happened. Oh, I had to go and apply those skills at home. So that was your return on investment. Yes. You, yeah, you reap the benefit of that. Yes. I gotcha. Okay, I gotcha. And and even as a wife, I know we have to partner with our spouses on mastering our communication skills. You mentioned that, right? Yes. Um, we have to be a team player. We got to practice conflict resolution. All the wonderful things have been in a relationship and been in the marriage. Share with us some of your best practices that have worked for you. Mm. Some of my best practices have actually been taught to me Mm. by my husband wow um initially I don't think that I saw them as learning opportunities for me but one of the big things that I learned from my husband was there's more than one way to get a job done 
I would be a person who thought that my way was the only way to accomplish a task. I'm a very um, linear thinker. I'm a very process-oriented person. If there's a process, I will follow the process A through Z. Mm -hmm. My husband's philosophy is (laughs) there's more than one process. Mm. There's more than one flow. There's more than one order of operation, right? And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. But learning from him and seeing him execute and do it well, <laughs> oh, wow. okay. I had to say, okay, you're right. There is more than one way to get a job done. Wow. So thinking about someone else's perspective other than yours. Yes. That's what I hear you say. Yes, okay. very much so. Okay, I got you. So th- that was just one of your best practices. Even as a mom, we are project managers. Yes. <laughs> right? Of our homes, um, we are always concerned about the health of our little ones. Yes. Um, how do you manage? Because I know this is part of um, of you, what you're a founder of. How do you manage eating and the different activities, um, the different sleep time, the education of your kids? How does that that go over for you? Inspired Life was really birthed out of what I was doing in the home first. So before it even became a business, it was first something I implemented in my home with my own children. It was me when I was pregnant with my first baby, learning how to eat right in order to nourish this life that was growing within me. So that's how the process began. That's really how Inspired Life was founded, was founded on nourishing my pregnant body. And then when I began to have children, I wanted to nourish them optimally. And so that's where the process began. So how do I actually manage all these moving pieces? Processes. I told y'all earlier, I'm a process girl. So with meals, we're talking grocery list app, meal planning apps, calendars, schedules, routines work for me and my family. So how do you keep yourself fully living whole, Mm. spirit, mind, and body? Because that's a lot going on, right? That is a lot going on. Um, And I have to say, you all, Tyra has six kids. (laughs) That's true. Facts. Right? Yes. Oldest is currently uh, in 10th grade, and the baby is two. Amazing. How do you do it and still Mm. feel connected? How do you connect the dots within yourself, you know, because you wear so many hats? Well, first I had to give myself permission Mm. to love me enough to care for me. That was a big one. Somehow I equated early in my motherhood that martyrdom like was a good thing Mm. that I was dying and I was dying a hero because I sacrificed everything for the benefit of my family oh wow yeah I came to see that that was a lie I came to see that I was not showing myself love and in that I was suffering and as a result I knew my relationships would eventually suffer mm. because I was bordering resentment. Oh, if right. I could be truthful oh, here, no, been there, done this that. is a sticky place. Yeah, I was starting to become resentful, but I realized I had done it to myself right. because I had become a martyr. No one asked me to do that. Right. My husband and my children didn't say, oh, don't eat today so you could take care of us. Right. My husband and my children didn't say, don't exercise today because, hey, we have needs. 
I did that to me. But I had to stop and say, you have permission to love you. And one example of the way that I show self-love and self-care is by honoring my own body through eating right. If I do not fuel this machine, this mm. physical body, I'm not capable of waking up and helping my six children get ready for school. Wow. Running errands all throughout the day. Home educating one of my children. I will not have the physical stamina going to extra act, extracurricular activities in the evening. I wouldn't be able to do that if I don't fuel my body. So I say, you know what, Tyree, you love you enough mm. to every day you're going to eat right. So that's just one way that I prioritize myself, honor myself, and love myself. So the whole self-sacrificing thing, that is huge. That resonates with me as well. I'm, I'm a recent recovering person from that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you're right. No one set us down to say these things. Where do we get these things from? I don't know where we get these things from. Um, a lot of it is self-imposed. A lot of it is believing that we're doing the right thing. And it's like, you know, some things in life you don't know until you know them. Right, exactly. Until you get that aha, until you get that light bulb, until you get that revelation, until you get that anvil drop on your head. Right. You don't know that you've fallen into this trap. You don't know. Right, that's and true. I don't know that we're held accountable for that which we do not know. But once we know it, we have a choice. And we can choose to honor ourselves, to love ourselves, or we could choose to, you know, fall down in this pit of despair. Wow. So how do you, how do you vent? How do you deal with your own feelings of overwhelmed? Mm. What is, what is that connection for you? Mm. Do you do mindfulness? Again, that's what we do in corporate America, right? <laughs> um, do you meditate? What are, what are some outlets, some, some things that you do so we can offer that to our listeners? Well, there are several practices that I employ to ensure that I'm living fully in the mind, in the body, and in the spirit. How I live fully in my mind is by embracing the moment. Mm. Uh, many of us are tortured in the mind because we're focusing on what's happened in the past. Mm. You know, people do this even in their work life. You know, a coworker who did you wrong before, um, an irate customer, you know, and then the next customer that comes and then you still have that um, angst of what happened in the last interaction. Uh, you were passed over for a promotion, right. you know, and, and you're harping on what's happened in the past, right? Well, the past is gone. The future yet exists. You know, it's the beauty of what we have now. Mm. And so when I keep my thoughts and my focus centered on what we have now, we have this time that you and I are sharing together as we're sharing with people. All beauty exists right here, mm. right now. You know, we can um, hear the light hum of the air conditioner in the background. <laughs> we can sense the lighting that's in the room, uh, even the coolness in the air. It's all an embracing of now. So that's how I keep myself healthy in my mind. I've already talked about the things that I do to honor my body, um, eating right, and then some measure exercise. And we ain't saying you got to be all CrossFit crazy or parkour, <laughs> right. you know, just some, some gentle movement of the body. And then, um, and then for my spirit, just spending time in prayer, 
quiet solitude meditation um also the use of my essential oils so Mm -hmm. as a busy mom of six you know frenetically always on the go um i find that the aromatherapy through the use of essential oils helps to keep me centered um, even just the smell is like an alert to my brain to just relax, to be present. The wow. smells actually bring me back to the present. And then there are oils that um, are for specific things. So usually I use my clary sage. It's very good for my woosah. Okay. So I got that going <laughs> often in, in the house. And even the children, you know, have, have come accustomed to smelling and having the oils. Oh, cool. Because I'm sure it affects them as, as well. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So you mentioned something that was very powerful about staying in the moment. Mm-hmm. And the reason why people are so um, distracted I think I want to say is that we're so overwhelmed emotionally and mentally. Right. Yes. We have a thousand thoughts going on a minute. We're multitasking things. Yes. That's a good thing, which in some terms, it really is not a good thing. And then we're so exhausted. And mm-hmm. then we haven't even feel like we've accomplished anything. And then we have this issue of fear, fear of what has happened in the past, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, fear of the future and, and, and why we don't stay in the moment. Mm-hmm. And just really, I, I heard you say about, you know, recognizing your surroundings, tapping into all of our senses. Yes. So if I'm that person is so mentally overwhelmed, my thoughts have taken me down a just a rabbit's hole. I'm, at the end of those thoughts comes exhaustion, mm. fear, um, doubt, hopelessness. I can't really function, really. What would you say to that person? Speak to that person. Mm, My heart goes out to that person. Um, As you gave that description, I can see that person because that person has been me. Mm -hmm. That's a very um, intense place and can be a dark place. Yeah. But there's always light that can permeate even the darkest space. So what I would urge that person to do is to just be still for a moment. Sometimes stillness is frightening, yeah. which is why people sometimes move at a frenetic pace because they're afraid of what they meet in the stillness. So I would encourage them to just be still for a moment, to silence the mind, to even still the physical body because sometimes our bodies are even so agitated and so anxious. Perhaps the shoulders are up to your ears and you're wearing your shoulders for earrings. Yeah, that's stress. Your face may be so tight that your eyebrows are furrowed. I would say to be still, to be aware and present in your physical body. And that's a start. And when you're there to just take a few deep breaths, to give thanks, find five things that you could be thankful for in that moment. Mm. And with those things, that should be just enough, just enough for them to begin to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then it will be a slow walk out of that because overwhelm is real. Yeah, for all of us, And this modern day, self-care stuff people are doing a trip to the nail salon a pedicure a massage one 30 minute cessation from a life of intensity is not going to bring lasting reward 
but just following them steps of being still, feeling what's going on in your physical body, taking a few deep breaths, and giving five things that we can be thankful for will be the first step toward the light. Wow. So I heard you say, and again, this is all of our teachable moments in this pod class. <laughs> um, get along with yourself. Think about what you're thinking about. Yes. Which, again, you're right. It can be very scary because it's almost like, man, am I that person? Yes. One of my friends, um, Sundra Rice, has a very powerful audio CD. And in Sundra Rice's CD, she says, it's a CD of meditations, mm -hmm. and she says, I think about the things that I think about. And so I think it's very healthy for us to have an awareness of the thoughts that are going through my, our minds. Mm. And if those thoughts are toxic, to capture those toxic thoughts and discard them and to replace them with truth. And the truth says that this moment is beautiful, mm. that I have everything that I, ha I need right now. Wow. And that's something that we can do daily. Yes. Right? Or moment by moment. That's what I was going to say, even throughout the day. Yes. Yeah, let yes. that be our lunch and learn. Yes, <laughs> yes. During lunchtime, right? Yes. Is getting along with yourself and, and staying in the moment. Yes. So what do you do with this? Um, because we're talking about renewing your mind. We're talking about living fully mind, body, and spirit and how we can um, connect the dots using a good, you know, set of tools from best practices from the workplace how do um how do i do that throughout the day i fight for it and i'm intentional oh, and that's gotcha. how you do it you know you be say you, okay. you say you know what <laughs> i have a right to be present in this moment if people want to pull tug drag us into the past or launch us forward into the future we have a right to embrace this moment, and we can even invite others to join in. Okay. So, for example, our podcast listeners, you could be doing anything else right now, but you've decided I'm going to sit down <laughs> or you're listening to this while you're washing the dishes Driving or car, you're listening yeah. to this while you're in your car. You said, I'm going to listen to something that's going to nourish me, that's going to feed me. You could be listening to any manner of things, but it was a decision. And so in that same way, that's how we reclaim our time. That's how we pull ourselves into the alignment of what's occurring right now is we make a decision. We all have choices. And it is my hope that we'll choose things that will be to our benefit and that we choose well. Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about what tool we can use to really influence people and win over friends. I know we've heard that before, right? Mm -hmm. But we want to talk about the tools of doing so. So we'll take a break. We'll come back in a moment. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. All 
right, so we are back from our break on the Katrill Holloway podcast with our guest today, Tyra Lane Kingsland, again, founder of Inspired Life, equipping people to live fully, mind, body, and spirit. And as I mentioned earlier, Tyra is also an author, right? So all these different hats that you wear, Tyra. Look, in your book, Purposeful Parenting, you have a section called Connecting with the Heart, where you talk about connectedness, um, you talk about open communication, listening with the heart, even removing barriers. So I so related that to the business principle of, you know, what we're talking about today, some of the buzzwords of customer engagement, customer centric, if you will, where you focus on what you can get out of the relationship um, or not what you can get out of the relationship, but what needs are of the other people that you're in the relationship with. Can you share with us why you wrote about that part? Why, why was it necessary to bring up a heart issue? Mm, it's necessary for every relationship. Connectedness is a part of the human experience. This has been proven with babies who are born and are placed in the NICU. Mm. And we see that those babies who receive kangaroo care thrive. As opposed to seeing cases of children in orphanage who have no human connectivity, who have little talking, little physical touch, they wither away. Just recently, I saw um, even an example where some children spoke positively to one plant mm. and some children spoke negatively to another plant. The plant that they spoke negatively to withered. The plant that they spoke positively to grew even more. Wow. And to me, these are just examples of the human need for connectedness that we even see play out in right. plant world, right? Right, right. in nature, yeah. So if we're talking about relationships, we can't talk about them without talking about connection. And connection occurs in the heart. It's a posture of the heart. And when people know that you care, when people know that you listen, when people know that you want to help find solutions, we see that in the workplace, right? Mm -hmm. When I call a company, I wrote a letter to a company this morning. Okay. A brand for my, <laughs> wow. um, a brand for my children's uniform pants. Uh -huh. um, in years past, this company has done a great job making a great product that would last my children all school year. Needless to say, they've changed how they make the pant. Wow. And okay. now they're horrible. So what do I want from this company? This company is already in my heart. I've used this company exclusively for eight years. Wow. So there's a level of connectedness, right? Yeah. So when I reach out, what do I want from this letter? I want to know, first of all, that they care mm. to my response. Mm -hmm. um, I want to them to make amends. Um, I want to keep them as a, you know, a, as a person that I go to and I would think they would want to keep me as a customer. So there is all about connectedness. So we see that example in my relationship as a customer to this company, but even more so it playing out in my own home. So I needed a whole chapter in my book <laughs> on how adults wow. can foster connectedness with children. It lets people know they're valued, that they're loved, and that they're seen. And every human longs for those things. There's a saying that no man is an island. Right. And it's really true. That's true, yeah. Even the narcissists among us might right. silently <laughs> agree with that. 
No, that's true, though. So if we're no longer um, having the mentality of being an island, we all need each other. We do. Um, it does take a village. Uh, because you brought this up in your in your purposeful parenting book, how, what are some things that we can say to our children to, to foster this growth yes, just like the plant yes, did? Yes, yes. Um, two of the strategies that I employ that I have seen like tangible results. Sometimes you do things with children and you don't always see the ready results, but uh, there are two things. Um, One of them is physical touch and that's getting in close proximity. You know, even if it's just pat you on your head, rest my hand on your shoulder, something that lets you know, I see you something affirming and physical touch is one way that we can definitely go about um, with connectedness, even with my teenagers, you know, so for them, you know, for my big son, it might be a pat on the back Mm -hmm. Um, for my big girl it might be the slight hug Uh, but even the bigger kids even older children like connectedness through physical touch and then secondarily one way we can connect with the heart is through empathy Mm. and if the child is having a problem asking them how can I help you find a solution how can I help Um, And I had that just this week with one of my children where she felt she didn't do her best with a particular school assignment. And she was really having a hard time because she's a perfectionist. And I just was like, you know, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And that was enough. And she just kind of fell to pieces in my arms because she knew that I cared. So it created a safe space for her. And then it just, this connection just just fostered. So um, physical touch and showing empathy by way of asking, how can I help? So that is customer service one-on-one. Right yes, there. it is. Right? It is. And I know we both probably share the same favorite fast food place that is like number one in customer service. <laughs> and they end their service by saying, it was my pleasure mm. helping you, right? I happen to know that place. Uh-huh. I don't know if I call them my favorite. Oh, really? Because I don't have favorite? any fast food I favorites. Know. I don't Remember? have any. I know. Only got one, uh, though. Living fully, mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. So my fast food favorite would be Tyra's Kitchen. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel convicted. But I know that company. I've yeah, but, been there yeah, before. But that's As a why. special reward, I've taken my children there for their fries. Right. And you're right. That's a treat <laughs> in my house, too. No, I'm totally with you on that. And then I heard you say about recognition. We all want to be recognized. We all want to be seen, heard, yes. and understood. Yes. And I feel connected to you at that point. Yes. And these are, I guess, some of the principles that you're saying that we should do in our home. Yes. With our children, even with our, our, our spouses. Right? Because it opens the pathway to communication. So we yeah. talked about communication earlier. We talked about making deposits in people's relationship bank earlier. And once we've connected with the heart, we've made those deposits. We've made those deposits. And it's like laying the track laying the track for the train to ride on well communication is a train right right and so in order for this train to sail on these tracks we have to lay some foundation and connectedness does that i hear you so tara we've discussed how to connect the dots between who we are at work um, and with our personal lives and you're saying hey it should be one flow right yes it, Seamless. It, right. It should, we shouldn't cut it off at 5 o'clock. Correct. Because we are who we are, regardless yes. of where we go, right? So we should um, prioritize um, the principles of what we have, you know, during the day to our home lives. Yes. And that makes a difference. Yes. As to um, making a priority and being intentional about using these same principles. Um, we also shared about starting renewing our minds and, 
and look at ourselves as a whole person. So you you shared about what we think about is important. Yes, taking the very. time to get quiet within ourselves and think about what we're thinking about. Yes, <laughs> um, you know, doing mindfulness um, and staying at the moment. Yes, that's what I that's what the takeaway I heard from you. I'm um, feeding our spirit, whether it be through prayer and meditation. I heard you um, talk about you know giving our bodies the right nutrition. Yes, because we can't wear all these hats. <laughs> If we are depleted. Correct. Right? Um, And even how to apply and practice um, these business principles in everything we do uh, and who we are um, connected to in our relationships, whether it be our children, whether it be our spouses, and whether it be our loved ones. So, again, we may not see the return on investment, right? Maybe not right away. Not right away, but it's there, right? Yes, it is. It It is. So, again, you all, let's renew our minds, communicate with our loved ones better, and connect with their hearts um, and again, any last any last words you want to share with us, Tyra, before we leave you? I know you have to run and go do something real fast, right? Of course. These, well, there are always things to run and do. But, you know, I'm so fully in this moment. I'm not even thinking about the things to run and do. Look at you practicing um, what you're preaching. I love it. What I'm thinking right now is about the listener. Hmm. And what I want to encourage the listener to do is to give themselves permission to be to give themselves permission to feel, to think, to give themselves permission for emotion, for joy, even for sadness, to just give themselves permission to live fully, to give themselves permission to nurture their minds, their bodies, and their spirits. And when they do that, that's the totality of living. Mm. You know, we've kind of been sold a bill of goods that Life is the acquisition of things. But I would encourage the listener to just be present, be still, embrace the moment, and there you'll find living fully. Wow, I love it. Thank you for joining us today in our pod class. Thank you for having me, Katrilla. It's been a pleasure. Well, let me know after class, if you will, at katrillahalloway.com, how you are applying these principles to your life. And then again, thank you for joining us here at the Katrilla Holloway Pod Class.